Before now, mysteries had never been discussed or uncovered. But now, Contumacious Ant and Atreya are back for a second season. The M.O. Podcast. Hello and welcome all in to the second season of the M.O. Podcast. Woo. Yes, we didn't go anywhere, but we're making a comeback with... Uh, <laughs> With a new and updated kind of version. We've looked at the feedback and a lot of the feedback is you all want to hear less of me. So (laughs) your wish is our command. What we're going to be doing during this season is we're both going to be discussing a topic, be it uh, conspiracy theories, be it serial killers, be it folklore, be it uh, whatever else, and we're both going to come up with two topics from that and then present our side of it and then have a talk about it and, and have a little bit of banter with it. So, as always, I'm Contumacious Ant, and this is my lovely co-host. Eritrea. And today we are going to be discussing the Flat Earth Theory, just like that hang in the air, and the well, what's what's what? What are you discussing, Atreya? The Titanic never sank. Now I have never heard this, and <laughs> haven't even. I, I don't even know. So I'm going to be a listener as well as everyone else in this. So this should be good. So fire away. Okay. So my theory. Well, it's not just my theory. Wait, are you on board with this? Can can we just? You, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I would say I'm about 70% on board with it. On board, I love what you did there as well. Uh, yeah, I'm about 70% on board with it, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, the Titanic never sank. Hear me out, hear me out, right? So. It did, though. Just, just. <laughs> it might not have. It, it's, it's been okay. seen at the bottom of the ocean, but okay, go on. <laughs> right, okay, so. A man called J. Bruce Ismay, he inherited the White Star Liner from his dad. Now, that was the biggest competitor to uh, the Cunard uh, ships, which were known for their speed at the time. And um, and J.P. Morgan, who was a pretty big deal, uh, he was like a billionaire at the time, business- businessman, he approached Ismay and he said, hey, why don't I buy your company We'll go into business and we'll make a new set of ships, but we'll go for luxury over speed and we'll use that to compete with the Cunard. And he was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And so they built the first one of these new luxurious ships, which was called the Olympic. And it was luxury like you'd never seen before. It had tennis courts and all and swimming pools and Turkish baths and all kinds of shit. Um, like bathrooms and stuff. <laughs> bathrooms. It was very, very luxurious. Um, so it did really, really well. It really set a new, a new precedent for the company, and uh, it was all going well until on its fifth voyage, <coughs> only its fifth, <coughs> uh, it smashed into the HMS Hawk. <laughs> now, this was in 1911. Now, the HMS Hawk had a big fuck-off ram at the front of the ship, right? I'm, I'm going to say, with it being HMS, I think it's been built sturdy. It That's, was. It was, re- yeah. it was really built sturdy. It had a massive big pointy ram on the front of it, which smashed straight into the Olympic. Um, it basically bent the keel and gave the Olympic a permanent list to port. So basically, it was always skew if. So, what happened was... White Star Line went to the insurance company and went, hey, uh, we may have accidentally crashed our ship. Can we claim on the insurance? And the insurance company went, (laughs) no, no, because it was your fault. And they were like, so you're not going to give us any money? And they were like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. So basically, the ship was, it wasn't really seaworthy. It was all but a write-off, basically. Um, So they took it back to... Uh, Ireland for repairs it was out of action for weeks and it was costing the company like hundreds of thousands going up towards millions 
So they had been building another ship, a sister ship, that was almost identical, called the Titanic. So the theory is, because these two ships were so alike, and actually on a lot of Titanic postcards, um, it's not even the Titanic, it's a picture of the Olympic, and they were constantly interchangeable. Um, Basically, the only difference between them was the number of windows on B deck, uh, the number of portholes on C deck, and on A deck, there was an open uh, open deck promenade on the Olympic, whereas on the Titanic, they enclosed it all off so that viewers wouldn't get water spray all over their nice new dresses. So that was the only difference. Now, the Titanic never sank theory is that in order to try and recoup some of the millions of pounds of losses, what they did was badly patch up the Olympic and set it away on sale as the Titanic. And what they planned to do is get it into the middle of the ocean and slowly sink it so that, that you know, it was slow enough so that the passengers could be saved by whoever answered the SOS. Nobody would be hurt. The ship would be sank and they would go, oh, boo-hoo, uh, insurance companies, a Titanic sank. Can we please have our insurance money now? And the insurance companies would go, oh, that's the ship they said was unsinkable. Damn. Yes, here you go. Here's your payout. And then they would be fine. And they would have two ships. They'd be able to pay for the repairs on the Olympic. They wouldn't have lost out. Blah, blah, blah. So also uh, there is the theory that JP Morgan had a bit of a let's say a bad business relationship with two of the other billionaire bigwigs who happened to be on board the Titanic when it sank and they both died. Now, JP Morgan was supposed to be on that first voyage and he had his own purpose-built suite and everything. It was like proper awesome. And he bailed out at the last minute saying that he had artwork dealings to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. That that is a flimsy excuse. I mean, <laughs> isn't it? He could have just said he's he's mum's ill or something, but he really went with artwork <laughs> dealings. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, I kind of I feel like that one is. I feel like maybe he he had planned the sinking, but not to just kill two of the billionaires. I don't really think that was he couldn't he couldn't guarantee a that they wouldn't be two of the survivors. Um, B, that they would even go at all. I mean, I think one of them actually only booked his ticket last minute. So I think that one's a bit a bit of a push. But there was a fire in, um, in, the, in one of the coal bunkers uh, days before the departure. And it, it was still burning. The fire was still raging as they were sailing. Nobody put it out and it was fine. What it did do is make the steel around that area of the ship brittle. Incidentally, that's the side that hit the iceberg. Or did it? Did it hit the iceberg at all? So they don't, they, they, they don't think it actually hit. And I, I mean, if, if, if this is the plan, right, to slowly sink, slowly sink a, a, a ship that's at sea... I mean, is the, your first thought we'll <laughs> we'll crash it into an iceberg because they're notoriously like slow at sinking ships? Well, to be honest, the iceberg, yeah, it would have done some damage. The theory is that it would have done some damage, but a ship of that size with the steel of the thickness that it was supposed to be, it should have done damage, but not enough to sink it because all the component, all the uh, compartments were watertight anyway. So it should have done some damage, but it, it should have still been salvageable. But because that fire had made it brittle, apparently that's what increased the damage. However. Always a however, <laughs> though, isn't there? Lots... <laughs> <laughs> lots of passengers uh, and survivors had said they never saw an iceberg there was no iceberg in fact and I think I showed you this didn't I there was a lady who did survive and she said she saw I think I mes- uh, mentioned it in one of the other episodes she saw like a large rib cage black rib cage moving through the water like some kind of <laughs> in sea monster or something. yeah you did you did send me that yeah so we're back on the kraken are we <laughs> well i mean you know there's there's other weird things you know like um 
apparently the Catholic shipbuilders that built it were all superstitious because the Titanic's ship number allegedly was 390904, which if you turn it upside down and flip it around, spells no pope. <coughs> it means fuck all, really, doesn't it? It doesn't mean anything. That's like spelling boobies on a calculator. I'm sorry, but that that's... Isn't it, though? <laughs> and actually... There's no record of that number at all. The whole number was 401. Right. Oh, so. so that's just, that's that's not even grabbing at straws. It's just made this up. This is absolute bullshit. They said they saw no icebergs in Canada. They never, they said they, they said they never saw an iceberg, but they heard several explosions. Okay. So people, so some people are saying that they deliberately like set like, I don't know, like an explosion off in the bottom of the ship that would sink it slowly. But something went horribly wrong and it sank quickly. And uh, the Californian, who was supposed to come to their rescue, um, when they were sending the SOS, uh, the the guy had gone to bed. <coughs> the radio operator, he'd, uh, <laughs> he'd, gone, he's, he'd gone to bed. To be fair, though, apparently, earlier on in the evening, he was sending messages to the Titanic saying, uh, I've just had a message come through that there's icebergs ahead, so be careful. And and the wireless operator on the Titanic basically went, fuck off, I'm trying to communicate with somebody, I'm sending passenger messages here, piss off. And and just cut, and just cut him off completely. So even if he had heard the SOS, he probably would have been like, oh no, no, you want to talk to me now? I don't think so. I legitimately thought you were going to say, he sent a message saying, I've just had a big tea, so I might <laughs> be a bit, nappy in about an hour <laughs> just giving you a heads up <laughs> well he did he went to bed actually so did the titanic wireless operator he did also go to bed but he was waiting on some kind of return message so he left his headset his uh headphones on so he actually did receive messages so yeah um the more the more we do about ships and boats the more i'm kind of thinking radio operators are (laughs) shit at their job yeah because the one on the orang madan well i mean he was wordsworth (laughs) but the the one with the uh not the philadelphia the carol carol yeah he, the one that they passed when his radio was broken and he was just waving <laughs> at them. Ah, yeah. I, uh, they, 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 I mean, do they just like get minimum wage or something? They just like, do they just pick someone off the street before before they set sail and go, you, you'll do. You've got two ears. Don't know if they work, but get on board. Yeah, and then they put their headset on and then they just, they're like, I'm not getting any, all I'm getting is like beep, 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 beep. I'm not, there's nobody talking though. I don't. They're like, do you know Morse code? What's Morse code? Oh, we fucked it again. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, inspector who? Uh, <laughs> I'm getting the shipping forecast, but I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> well, all I will say is that just before the Titanic set sail, it was supposed to be tested uh, for its seaworthiness for a. Uh, Three days, minimum, and it was tested and given the go-ahead in under a half a day. Like it was hurried through, like they didn't want somebody, the inspections, to show something that would have stopped it from sailing. Well, like that fire still still going. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. weakened the steel. Uh. Yes. And I have been looking at the underwater pictures um, of the wreck, trying to see if I can see if the the portholes are different and the windows are different to try and see whether or not it's, is it the Olympic? Is it the Titanic? And that would really just solve the mystery once and for all. But unfortunately, there's no fucking picture out there where you can see. (laughs) It's always like, I don't want to see the front of the ship. The front of the ship is not the bit that I need to see. I need to look in the windows. I mean, maybe that's why they're the only pictures out there. Exactly. See, 70% on board. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, if... Surely, if you've got a ship and it sails and it's doing everything that it should be doing, surely there's, like, just one blueprint for, like, the exterior of it. And then have as many water parks and whatever as you want inside or swimming pools. But with 
regards to like the windows and stuff, surely that goes along with how many rooms you've got? Um, yeah. Well, the, see, the thing is, right, they had... Do you remember when, when you were at school, did your, did your, like, a gym or, like, assembly hall have them, like, doors that would f- fold and separate the room into, like, sections? And you could open the doors and it would make one big room again. Do you know what I mean? Like, the folding doors that separate... Yeah, yeah, Well, basically, do, yeah. the Titanic had them kind of things, so you could change the size of a room and you could change different sections and stuff. And I think that was, that was a built-in thing. So, um... I would say I would say yeah, but that's more interior rather than on the exterior. If you go with like the portholes and whatnot, I'm sure by our resident fucking boat person, I'll be corrected about this. Like I'm corrected about every fucking thing else. (laughs) Uh, But surely on the 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 outside of the boat, that's where the rooms are. So they're looking out. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. What are they? Are they like having them in the rooms, and then you can like hear someone snoring next to you? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I can't find anything to like say one way or another as to why it was changed, other than you know the promenade deck was changed to be enclosed instead of open. But obviously, you're not really gonna see that on the the wreck because you know glass. Is not going to be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I know very little about the Titanic. I mean, it would make a really good insurance claim, right? The two ships nearly identical. Everything inside, like the linen, the even the like the napkins in the in the restaurant and stuff, they were all identical. They just had white star on them. That's it. They, everything was interchangeable. There wasn't a thing that was like different. So if you wanted to recoup five mil, it's a good way to go about it, especially if you can't claim a penny <laughs> off the ship that your moron staff <laughs> collided into a, a get big fuck off from. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's believable, but yeah, it, it, it could be could be true so well what what happened to the other ship the olympic yeah it got repaired well the, it was the titanic wasn't it if you if you think if the well yeah, yeah, yeah okay so the titanic which was the olympic repaired uh yeah it it was repaired and it cracked on and it it carried on sailing for I don't know, like another 60 years or something and then you know retired of old age Fair enough. I mean, maybe that's where J.P. Morgan got his money to open them offices and stuff from. <laughs> so, but it all been one big insurance fraud. Well, I mean, it would be a damn good one. I guess he wasn't expecting people to die because I think I know they didn't have enough lifeboats. Actually, I think the person who designed the Titanic had said um, that he wanted sixty lifeboats. And then they were like, no, no, that's too many. We don't need 60. So he was like, well, okay, well, we'll have 40. And um, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll have 40. Actually, no, no, we, we want to make the, the, the promenade a bit bigger for like deck chairs and sunbathing and shit like that. The lifeboat's taking up too much room. They're not even necessary. Let's, let's stick it down to 20. And he was like, it's a bit mm, pushing it a little bit. And they were like, people want to sit in deck chairs, okay? So... Yeah, they knocked it down to 20. That's why there wasn't enough lifeboats. But the theory is that they wouldn't have even needed the the 20 lifeboats because you would have got the the first class women and children off first into the lifeboats. Um, and then everybody else would have been rescued by the time the SOS had been listened to and, and the rescuing ship, which in this case was the Carpathia, arrived on site. Everybody would have been rescued. Nobody would have died. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, they didn't didn't even need lifeboats. Kate Winslet proved that, didn't she? Well, yeah, yeah, they should have just used I mean, all the doors. If she would have, if she would have just squeezed up a bit, then maybe Jack would have still been painting French women to this day. I don't know. I was kind of glad when he died. I've never seen it. I just know that bit and paint me like a French woman because I say it far too much. But 
I saw it in the cinema with my mum when I was 12 and her and the little old ladies, because it, it was just me and my mum and about, you know, 50, 80 year olds sat watching it. And, you know, Jack dies at the end. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. And uh, and they were all bawling their eyes out. And I was just kind of like, yes, thank <coughs> God. I am so sick of all the kissing and lovey-dovey. I did not come to the cinema to watch a fucking love story. I came to watch what happened to the fucking Titanic. And then and I was just tutted out by old ladies. And people ask why you do a podcast on serial killers. Nigh 20 <laughs> years later. Uh, well. Hmm. I can't get behind all of them. <laughs> no, obviously you've you've said that, Jesus God. <laughs> Only a few, which is uh worrying, but Alright, so now you've ridiculed my theory. What's yours, Mr. Flat Earther? Right, for a start, not even not even point seven percent on this, right? It's just <laughs> ludicrous. But I'm not having I'm not gonna have a go at the people, I am, but it's going to be very indirectly. Well, I'm just going to say whatever it is, and then we'll see where, where, where the cards fall. So. You're not going to have a go because you're scared? Not, not, not particularly, but it's just because I truly believe that these people believe this. And I don't have a problem with belief, with faith, with questioning authority, with the corporations control everything, so we must always question it. Don't have a problem with that, or else we'd all be in 1984, and it'd be—it uh, was a horrible year. The music was shit. But <gasps> how dare you? Uh, it's just the kind of mentality that these people have towards it. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the science because I am super unqualified to talk about that. If you want to find out about the science about flat Earth. There's a guy called Professor Dave on YouTube, and he shuts these people down like it's hilarious. He's got a series on there, <laughs> and it is amusing. And some people in the Flat Earth kind of had a right to reply to him, but they didn't ask him on. So he just went through and debunked everything they said. So, yeah, it's, it's hilarious, but... I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't know if anyone's guessed, but I'm genuinely not a scientist. So I'm not going to go, oh, well, it's all about refraction and the electromagnetics and, and E equals MC squared and all that, because I, I don't know it. I may as well just be speaking gibberish. Now, to a flat earther who hears that goes, well, you can't talk about the science because you don't know. But then my retort to that is then... You explain to me how you were going to fire out 200 stakes in a two-hour period on a Saturday night under shitload of pressure. I'll talk about that. I'll do that all day because I'm a chef and it's what I do. <laughs> so I can talk about that with authority and I can do it because I've been doing it for 20 years. Whereas <laughs> I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to go, it's all about this because I, I don't know about it. What I'm gonna what what I'm gonna talk about is how is is just the mentality of it, and we'll go from first off we'll take we'll go to the Flat Earth Society, which has a web page. Google it. Uh, that that is a common thing. But before I get into that, I just want to want you all to know why I'm actually talking about this, and this has haunted me for weeks. Right, so. I went to school with a lot of people, obviously, we all did, but <laughs> I was in the same maths class as someone who got a first from Oxford in physics, and I also went to school with someone who got one less GCSE than me. Now, guess which one of these two people came into my place of work and unprompted had a diatribe for five minutes about flat earth and how the government controls everything. I'm going to say you don't need a first from Oxford in physics to guess which one it was. <laughs> what do they teach those kids at Oxford? I tell you, it's getting out of hand. Jesus. <laughs> so this person came in and he was uh, he, he was a friend of mine. He was quite a, re a really good friend of mine, but I've seen him do some stuff. We were once shaving each other's heads, right? I, um, look, I, I'm going to digress a lot. But we were once shaving each other's heads with a uh, 
clippers <laughs> and he was getting a number four all over and then my friend changed the thing to do his uh his sideburns so it was on a number zero he's doing his sideburns in the back of the neck and he got so pissed off it was taking so long he pulled out the clippers from my other friend's hand and decided to do his full head and then realized as soon as it hit his head that it was still on number zero <laughs> Got it. and instead like a normal person carrying on and leaving the number zero he left a big patch out of his head <laughs> what <laughs> and told people a cow had bit him on a camping trip what <laughs> yeah so wow this is this is the person that came in and decided to school me on flat earth so this is why this i'm so upset about it and it's been keeping me up but let's go to the flat earth society webpage and what there's an faq there and you can read it and this is copy and pasted from there just so there's no this no ambiguation nothing that i'm not getting wrong i've copied and pasted this so the evidence for a flat earth is derived from many different facets of science and philosophy i'll let that hang uh the simplest is by relying on one's, one's own sense to discern the true nature of the world around us. The world looks flat. The bottoms of clouds are flat. The movement of the sun. These are all examples of your senses telling you that we do not live on a spherical, heliocentric world. So, by that rationale, if I look at a car head-on, it's flat. It's only by going around the car that I see it's a 3D object. Yeah. So this is the first thing that is on their FAQs. Well, one of the next things is, in general, we at the Flat Earth Society do not lend much credibility to photographic evidence. It is too easily manipulated and altered. <laughs> Yet if you go into their debate section, they have a debate section, guess what Flat Earthers post on there? They post videos and photos to prove that the Earth is flat. How? Have they got, like, a satellite out in space that just shows just a rectangle where the, where the world is? There's a gentleman on there who holds up a big lighter and he has it sideways and he lights it and because the flame goes up, he's, he's saying that there's no gravity because if there was gravity, the flame would either go straight straight across or downwards. That's that's not how it works. <laughs> that that thread lasts quite a while, trust me. So do the people that live in Australia take fucking ages if they want to get to America? <laughs> Cuz they can't they can't just go the short way around because they will fall off the end of the world. Yeah. This is the, this this is the thing that with the I'll get to to it later about the the looks of the flat earth as they have it. Uh Another thing in the FAQs is that there are multiple flat earth models, all with adherents that would say theirs is the best. Now, that to me is like there's a load of people saying their thing is the best, but it's all true. You you don't get that with a spherical earth. Fair enough, there's a lot of people saying these things interact differently with each other and there's argument and scientific debate over that. But there isn't many different... Ver there's, there's actually no different versions of a spherical Earth. It's a sphere. Everyone in science agrees on that. It's either a sphere, it's a globe, it's kind of a stretched out globe kind of thing, but yeah. it's a fucking globe. <laughs> yes. Whereas the flat Earth people have multiple different ideas. One of the other things on there is... Why are, why are other planets round? And I kid you not, this is what it says. Because they're not Earth. <laughs> the fuck is... What? The fuck is that kind of argument? What? How egocentric do you have what? to be to go, well... It's not. It, it's not us. It's. It's not us. Why would they think that that we we would be any different to any of the other planets we can see? What What would make us be different 
in the world of physics and astrophysics. I don't. <laughs> that is mental. No idea. But but they clear. They are clearly saying that all the other planets there are round, but the Earth is the only one in the solar system. That's mental. That it's not round. Why, why does it have to be round? Yeah. So this this has all come from. All right, it's had a resurgence with the internet and more disinformation being spread, but. It was it was kind of agreed about three thousand years ago that yeah the Earth was flat, but then we had all the the classical era in in Greece, the Greek philosophers Aristotle, Socrates, they all kind of as science progressed, it was it's 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 a globe Earth, the, the we all revolve around the sun, the solar systems was kind of created X Y Z, and then. 3,000 years later, a gentleman called Samuel, Samuel Robotham, who was a writer. In 1838, he did what he said, what, what, what is the Bedford Level experiment. Now, this experiment was on a six mile uninterrupted stretch of slow moving river in Bedford. He set up an experiment in which a a barge would sail away from him with a flag on its mast. Now, he did the maths and he said if he can still see that after the six miles he had really good eyesight uh, he didn't, he had a big telescope, <laughs> but if he can still see it after the six miles then obviously, because of the curvature of the Earth by the time it's gone that far, he would only be able to see part of the mast, but it kept in sight for the full six miles. If the Earth had been curved, the top of the mass would have been 3.4 metres below his line of sight. So, out of this, he published a 16-page pamphlet, which became the Universal Cetetic Society. Now, he did this under a pseudonym, and I'm going to 100% say... The pseudonym is why it got famous, because his pseudonym was Parallax. <laughs> now, you don't want to read a book by someone called Parallax. It's not really a book, is it? It's 16 pages. I think the Beano is longer than that. Yeah, I know. Well, that was in 1849. Exactly. So this is how he started. And then I think th 20 years later, he had uh, an opus magnus of how the Earth is flat off this, this one experiment and this 16-page pamphlet. Uh, in 1864, he performed the Plymouth Hoe experiment, which, well, I know, yeah. I, I the only reason <laughs> I put it in, because it was Plymouth Hoe. Uh, <laughs> but... He was challenged by Richard A. Proctor, who was an astronomer. So he kind of knew something. He didn't just write about stuff. He actually looked at shit and, you know. And he, he it was said that Eddieston Lighthouse, which was 14 miles out, only the lantern would be visible from the beach where they were. So... They got the telescope out, had a look, and only half the lantern was actually visible when it was viewed through a telescope. And somehow, Roe Botham claimed this as the Earth being flat. How? Is that, does that not prove the opposite? I really don't know, because it's, it's kind of the, the Trumpism and the, the kind of that kind of rhetoric. If you're not 100% correct, then you're 100% wrong. That guy's a jerk. Yeah, exactly. But this is how it became popular because half the crowd there that day actually walked away having different views and ideas on a spherical Earth and the solar system just because they were more right than... Like, the astronomer, Richard A. Proctor, was more right than he should have been, yet Robotham somehow managed to spin it to his direction. I don't... I, I, just don't get that. I... Yeah. Oh, don't worry, it gets better. So, William Carpenter took the Flat Earth to America. Now, he was a printer, so obviously he knows all about physics and... 
shit, obviously. Uh, and his he, he, t- he took this, he, he moved to Richmond, and he started espousing all this. He, he, he took over Robotham's mantle. He actually published Robotham's uh, Universal uh, Synthetic Society Manifesto, let's call it. And one of his main things that he said was, there are rivers that flow for hundreds of miles towards the level of the sea without falling more than a few feet, notably the Nile, which in a thousand miles falls but a foot. A level of expanse of this extent is quite incompatible with the idea of the Earth's convexity. It is therefore a reasonable proof that the Earth is not a globe. What? Yeah, I couldn't find any any like citations of him going to the Nile and measuring this and doing his own research on this. But apparently, because the Nile doesn't fall a few feet, let's forget about all the waterfalls, <laughs> uh, he claims that this is a globe. He also had a quote, which was about if sailors were going... sailors were going around the world and sailing at, during the night, rather than having a sextant, they should have a miniature globe to follow around. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he was he was out there. And then there's Lady Elizabeth Blunt, who was a social activist and a pamphlet writer. So all these three people have got the credentials to actually try and shit on 3,000 years of science because writer, printer, and social activist and pamphlet writer, not even a book writer, pamphlet writer. (laughs) She couldn't even be asked putting in the hours. It's like four pages and it's done. Uh, She took over the flat earth theory, which then was called the Universal uh, Zetaic Society after Robotham's death. But unnervingly enough, she was also a member of the Society for the Protection of the Dark Races. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know what what that was, but when I actually did a uh, copy and paste and Google search, the National Front came up. So, not going to touch that with a barge yeah. pole. So then we, we kind of have the other side, like Alfred Russell Wallace, who jointly published a theory of evolution and actually worked as a land surveyor for three years. He, he had his own business. He debunked the Bedford level experiment because he actually took into consideration uh, light refraction and not to get into the science of it, but basically atmospheric refraction is the deviation of light from a straight line as it passes through the atmosphere due to the variation in air density. This kind of stuff, light refraction, it causes them kind of shimmers you see on the road during a, uh, when it's really hot outside and you think it's a puddle on the road, but then you get closer and it's there's nothing there. That's, that's kind of uh, what they cause. I mean... He debunked this and he had a £500 wager on it with someone who was trying to prove that this was a, that Flat Earth was the truth. He won the wager, according to the judge, but got involved in a litigation and lawsuits which actually ended up with the other guy being imprisoned for threats to murder Alfred Russell Wallace. So he actually turned around and said it was the worst endeavour that he ever set out upon. And he was he was kind of shunned in the scientific community because he was a little bit hard up of money and he wanted to take the bet because he knew it was an easy bet. He knew he could win it. But the scientific community kind of viewed him as someone who was just taking money for old rope kind of thing and and that's what kind of brings the scientific community into disrepute so they kind of turn maybe not turn the back their back on him 
but they 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 frowned upon it. I think that's just because they're just disappointed they didn't think of it first. <laughs> to be honest with you, yes, five hundred pounds <laughs> in eighteen fifties, whatever. That's a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. exactly. All they had to do was well, they, I mean, they could have just gone and found more flat earthers, right, and just gone, hey, I bet you I can prove your theory's bullshit. Five hundred quid says I can do it. They they would have taken them up on it. Could could very well have done. I mean, as well, with one of the the major things in Flat Earth is the map that they have. So they have the Arctic in the middle of the map, and then everything proceeds out, and the Antarctic is either a separate continent or the Antarctic is the ice wall that surrounds the Earth and stops the oceans falling off right so it stops the oceans from draining away yeah but it it, it's it's one of them because i don't know if you've ever had an ice cube in a drink for a long period of time but it it it, it, yeah and ice is actually quite porous so (laughs) if you put enough water through it it, it'll trickle away obviously these these flat earthers know about this, so it's it's not the ice walls, it's the dome right. that stops. Okay. So there's a there's a dome of ether that actually uh, that that stops us, and that's like the ozone. And you know we've got it proved that there's a hole in the ozone layer, or there was years ago, and climate change and everything like that. But this is the stuff that's stopping the water falling. I have a problem with this. Okay, I mean, I have so many, so many, just, just so many this. problems. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so if they want to prove their theory is right, and people who are normal just want to disprove the flat Earth theory, why don't the flat Earthers and the normal people both get in two separate boats, set sail at the same time, and go, let's find the end of the fucking world, and just keep sailing until they hit the dome. <laughs> And then that would, that would just, that, just, just, that would just solve it, wouldn't it? Of course, of so course. Why didn't they would. do it? But because you see, you forgot about NASA, right? And and NASA have people with guns on the ice wall, and they either a turn people back at gunpoint, <laughs> or they take them away to the gulag. Oh, re- oh, which is why, yeah, that's why NASA was created. Oh, okay, it wasn't to put man on the moon. It wasn't that 300,000 people took a paycheck from NASA directly or indirectly to put man on the moon. It was to turn people back in rowboats at the ice wall. <laughs> and the billions that we're, that we're spending building rockets and stuff like that, it's just, it's all a facade to make it seem real. It is, of course. It was. It was for financial gain of uh, them people because obviously when you when you fake a moon land, landing, it's a lot cheaper than paying all the millions of people. And uh, <laughs> it's amazing that after what what was moon landing nineteen sixties. So it's amazing after eighty years that NASA has been paying a paycheck to probably quite a lot of people that no one's actually come around and gone we were having a laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh you look so stupid now oh my god oh oh area 51 are you mental oh that's where we do our washing that's where we do our laundry jesus i don't i don't I, you know i'm usually the tinfoil hat person but this is just too much even for me I can't. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, as well, is that the Antarctic has been crossed. The first Atlant- uh, Antarctic crossing was in 1958, and this was by Sir Vivian Fuchs and Sir Edmund Hillary. You know the guy that climbed Everest and is a pretty big deal in exploration. So they crossed it from tip to tip. They went. They got off at South America end, and can went over to the Australia end. They crossed it. Borg Olsen, who's a Norwegian, I always have to get a Norwegian in, don't we? Uh, <laughs> he was the first person to cross the Antarctic solo, and it took him three months to do it. 
So what do the flat earthers say about them? That they're just lying? This is it. This is what I don't get. It's it it's what's in it it's for them. Yeah, exactly. What what I think what the they they would say, uh, I don't want to put words in their mouth, obviously, and I'm not trying to think them, but from what I've read, is that it's for financial profit. These people go there and, okay, good big government wants some proof that someone's done it, so, yeah, we'll give it to these kind of people, give them a, give them a knighthood and a few quid, and then they won't say anything. I mean... To be fair, it worked when Blackadder did it when he pretended to sail to France, didn't it? So It did, yeah. <laughs> but there was only him, Baldrick and Percy involved. Yeah. <laughs> but these thousands, hundreds at least of people involved in these expeditions, thousands, hundreds of thousands involved in space exploration. Elon Musk just recently sent up God knows how many satellites, like a week ago. God knows how many satellites into the stratosphere. Yeah, but you can't trust him either. I mean, I wouldn't, I would, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could kick him in the balls. But, but yeah, I mean, to think this is, this is, this is what, this is my main thing about all of this. So fucking what? (laughs) Like, if, if I was, if I woke up tomorrow morning, and there was a big breaking news story, and I don't know, the Earth is flat. Gravity doesn't exist because that's they believe the Earth is rising rather than it's pulling us down. I'm not going to start going, oh, shit, I'm floating away. Oh, my God. Gravity doesn't exist. And, and do, do you know what I mean? I'm not going to start having a Willy Wonka can effect and and start floating around because gravity doesn't exist <laughs> i'm not going to start changing my plans of going to the southern hemisphere on a plane to visit my wife's family in brazil which i've done many times previously none of it's going to fucking change for me do, do you know what i mean no so i yeah definitely i mean to be fa- to be fair there would from it would be a massive change for me because i'd be so fucked off <laughs> I was wrong all these years. God damn it. How could I have not seen that the earth is flat? That, uh, but that, that... This whole time. But yeah, that's it. That, that's it. I don't understand what the point is. And there's, there was a flat earth person called Mike Hughes. And he lost his life trying to prove that the earth was flat. I'm not going to go into what happened, but he thought he could build a rocket and he couldn't. Wow. Yeah. So what? What? Why are you? What? What? I don't. I get. I get. Like, yeah, we've got to question everything. Nothing's what you, you believe in. Like the blue pill, the matrix, and all that shit. But how the fuck is it gonna like affect your day to day life? And why do you give a shit? Yeah. I mean. You know what I mean? I've not I've not been to the pub for a year. I've got bigger fish to fry, son. You know. <laughs> yeah, you've got your alcoholism to contend with. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but this is the mentality. I think that these people truly, truly believe that there's a the government is is withholding this information from them for whatever reason. How is why? Why would they? Uh, 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 a plane ticket's going to get cheaper if we find out the Earth's flat. Is, it, is, is, it, is that what the government's coining in on? Because they're saying it's a globe, so you have to go further, therefore petrol's more. But if it was flat, it'd well, be cheaper. Well, you would assume if it was flat, it would be more expensive. Well, that's I mean, it. it would, you'd have to fly further, yeah. So then you would truly want to cash in on that. Okay, so originally, back in the olden days of the pirates, we all thought that the world was flat. And it was just, that was, it, there was no contradiction to it. It was. The earth was flat. We all knew it. And then somebody came along and went, no, it isn't. It's round. And everyone went, oh, this guy, <laughs> you joker. And then the scientists went, no, 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 he's, he's right. Yeah, no, it is. And everyone just went, oh, well, fuck me. I didn't know that. Huh. What do you know? Amazing that. So why, at any point, if it really was flat, would the 
with the scientists and the government just not turn around and go, oh, you know, when we said that it was a, it was a sphere, uh, our bad, <laughs> we we uh, we got it wrong. It's no, it's actually flat. And then everyone would go, oh, so I was right in the first place. Bloody hell. Oh, okay. And then they would get on with their day. There's no point in <laughs> holding back information ever. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't understand how it is going to affect. Obviously, I'm not an economist or, or, or a scientist, as I said, but I don't understand how the way we are living our lives as we are living it now, all right, maybe not now, but a year ago, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, da, 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 how we were living our lives, is this going to go, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, is this going to be a blue pill moment or whatever pill it fucking is? I don't know. Fucking <laughs> took a lot of pills, but do, do you know what I mean? And yes. then we'll go. Hey. Yeah. Granted, if it if it was, and then you go, well, what are the government lying about to us now about? And it's like, well, they lied about the Iraq War, so they're fucking liars. We know this. It, we do. Do you know what I mean? But I it's guess it's not like you know, like when originally, like you know, when. I don't know, you, you break your partner's favourite cup or something. And then, and you think, I should I should tell them, but oh, they're going to be so mad. So then you leave it and leave it and leave it. And then they're like, where's my cup? And you're like, oh, um, I don't know. You must have put it down somewhere. And then they check and they haven't put it down anywhere. And then it's, oh, uh, I think maybe it's one of the neighbours borrowed it. And then six weeks later, it's too late to tell the truth. Do you know what I mean? The lie's gone too far. It's a bit like this, isn't it? Now they can't, even if it was flat, the government can't turn around and go, we've been lying to you this whole time. Hundreds and hundreds of years we've been lying to you, Suz. Because it's gone too far now. No, because obviously governments change. What, so they're just going to, we blame the government in the uh, in the 1700s for not telling you the truth sooner. Fucking Boris has blamed everyone but himself. He's, <laughs> he's even blamed past Boris about what future Boris is going to do. So, I mean, I don't really think there's anything that they they won't kind of... If, if I'm not going to say one side of politics is better than the other, but stuff... Like, when new governments come in, they go, that has... Biden's done. He just goes, the, the other guy's ideas were a load of bullshit, so I'm going to get rid of them all right now. Watch me. And, <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Well, exactly. He's done more in a week than uh, than uh, he did in four years. But I'm not going to say, like, he's going to come in and go, oh, well, yeah, the Earth's flat and it's all Trump's fault. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not under any delusion about saying that. But I think there's... I, I kind of get... That idea of yeah, it's been too long to 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 write the lie, but that's from an individualistic point of view. It's not from a collective point of view, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But the Earth isn't flat, so we don't need that kind <laughs> it doesn't, of. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I just. I just don't understand how it's how it's all everything's interconnected and one of the things as well is that what flat earthers say is that the government decides to what decides what you're taught at school and this is why we're all taught from the same kind of hymn book you know we we we're all taught about history and and this that and the other but I was unlucky enough to go to two different schools well I went to a few but I went to a Roman Catholic school which was not government affiliated in any way shape or form and the governors chose what we were taught I had so many hours of religious education <laughs> I would imagine that every week standard mm -hmm. and then when I moved to a state school I had no hours of religious education, so it's not about the the, the government doesn't tell what teach a, a teacher can go in and start teaching six year olds about the theory of kin Einstein's relativity theory if they really wanted. It's about knowing what your audience wants and mm -hmm. the syllabus isn't connected to the government. So that there is just like a fabrication that they they want you to believe that oh 
all education's wrong because it's it's done by the man. It really fucking isn't. And and I tell you what, don't ever go to a religious school. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness, I got the best grades ever when I was there. But uh, it it wasn't anything that I enjoyed. But I, I just, there's just there's just so much that's intertwined with this. If it was just the Earth's flat, fine. But NASA have guns and send you back. The government controls what you learn. Uh, Would your wife be overly upset if I thought it was a good idea for us to take a boat trip to the end of the world to see if NASA shoot us? Would she let you do it? I think think if if she took out a life insurance beforehand, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean she could do but then it'd just be going up every year yeah indeed that's that's that that's the thing (laughs) it 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 can but this is another thing as well these are these are these are things that we can viably do we can go to antarctica in a boat they they actually one of the one of the well, in two thousand eighteen, Lewis Rudd and Colin O'Brady were the quote marks first people to go across the Antarctic solo, unaided. Uh, they weren't really because Bjorn Osland did that many years before them. But in an article that I was reading, they were saying that millionaires actually followed this path that. Colin, the path that Colin O'Brady did. So you can actually pay and go in a big warm truck, like a big warm RV, and cross Antarctic if you want. If you if that was your what you wanted to do, you can actually do it. It's checkable. Granted, only if you had <laughs> enough money. And and what kind of amuses me is that in the in 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 flat world circles flat earth circles astronomy is called a pseudoscience i know pot call and kettle but <laughs> the reason why they say that is because all astronomers can do is observe they can't actually touch stars they can't they can't do experiments with them and Yes, they fucking can, because they've been doing it for years and fucking years and fucking years. Uh, the whole... Yeah, but we didn't go to space. The whole... Yeah. It? It's a lie. I know, and I'm not... I'm not... The science... If you want to look at the science, it's all out there. <laughs> it's... I, I... It's not. It's not flat. It's it's really, really not. It, it's not flat. But the Titanic didn't sink either. Mm, no. <laughs> it's definitely not no, flat. Earth. It it, uh, it didn't. It didn't. And and to be honest with you, I hope we do one of these where I uh, my mind actually goes meh. You almost had me with the Titanic, but as a as an insurance scam, it's a little bit far fetched. Five million quid, mate. How's that far fetched? Mm, they were losing seven point five mil. Five mil could have recuperated some of the losses. Yeah, but they'd still be you'd still be chasing you'd be like a gambler, you're chasing your loss. You know? I better than not getting anything. Well, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but then how can you sleep at night, JP Morgan? Answer me that. Probably on plentiful supplies of cash, like, like Scrooge yeah, I was McDuck. just about to say. I bet that's how we <laughs> how we go swimming. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know? Do you, yeah, through all. Do you them. know? In reality, that would really, really fucking hurt if you dived into a pool of paper cuts. And well, you dive yeah. into a pool of coins. If you dive in, head first, you break your neck. Ah. ah. <laughs> yeah. Do, imagine doing you, a. You would break. Imagine your neck. doing a bomb into it. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> you'd squash your balls <laughs> and you'd be picking pound coins out your ass for the rest of the day on that bombshell 
So, next week we're going to be uh, talking about Slenderman and the Pope Lick Monster, which isn't as what you probably think it is, but... Uh, no, it's not what I thought it was. I thought it'd be <laughs> someone like... Some, some kind of demon licking Pope, Pope John Paul, but it's not, yeah. Uh, That'd be interesting. Not a bit scary. So, that has been the... M.O. Podcast with me, Contumacious Ant. <laughs> and me, Adria. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope to see you again next time. The M.O. Podcast. Bye. The M.O. Podcast.